All right. I'm going to do some updates. We're going to talk about what's going on. I'm going to tell you about my week. We got the news coming out tomorrow. I'll go ahead and release this today. All right. Let's get on with the show. Keeping that hammer down all across the nation. Checking cities off his list. Sharing stories of the road right here on his station. You are listening to the Kingfish. Yes, you've tuned in to the Kingfish Radio Network. Mm. Expand your mind on the open road with Kingfish right here. All right, let's start off with this. I was just talking to the guys over at Podchaser and uh, Bradley, and I got to tell you, it's a it's a pretty pretty cool site, Podchaser. If you're into podcasts, go check it out. Even if you don't make podcasts, it's uh, what it is. Is and this is not an ad. I just like the place. What it is is if there's somebody you like, let's say you have a guest or something, you can click on it and it'll tell you all the other episodes that they're in, and so you can go check those things out too. So it's something I uh, I like to check out and I update. I think, you know, they get these guys the way they're going. They're the only one that are the only ones that are really compiling this type of information, where everybody is, you know. Like, if you want to search me out, you can see all the episodes of podcasts I've been on and things like that. And I think that's really cool. And you can discover a lot of podcasts there, too. There's a list. People recommend stuff. I think it's got a little ways to go, but I can see the potential of it. And they're definitely the only ones doing it. And podcasting is, you know, it's it's up there. It's, it's huge. It's here to stay, I believe. At least I hope it is, because I really like this microphone. And I don't know what I'd do with it if I didn't podcast. So let's get on with the show. Last Thursday, the 6th of Thursday, the 6th of February. Now get this straight. I left out for Bloomington, California. I went down to Chicago. Now from Milwaukee to Chicago, I got to drive down there in a car. It was snowed a little bit. It wasn't a big deal. Kind of slushy. Then I get down to Chicago, get out, pick out the truck, load up the truck, get everything ready, get everything set up. Boom, we're out the gate at 7 o'clock. This is fantastic. Get out the gate at 7 o'clock. Uh, go to the Southern Route, which is, you know, 5770. Uh, well, I'll just give you the cities. It'll be easier. Uh, Chicago, St. Louis. Well, actually, Chicago, Effingham, St. Louis. Uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Amarillo, uh, Albuquerque, Flagstaff, uh, Barstow, and then Bloomington, California, which is basically uh, 5770. 55, 44, 40, 15, 10 is basically what the route is if you want to follow that. It's it's uh, it's, it's kind of nice. Going through New Mexico is kind of kind of pretty once you get used to it. It's It's got a real kind of enchanted look. They call it State of Enchantment. I can see why, especially in the evening. It's kind of nice. So anyway, we, no issues, no hassles. Uh, we got out of the weather pretty quick. It was it was really nice. The weather was really nice. It was It was unbelievable. I haven't had that kind of weather in quite a while. If we would have went the southern route, we would have got stuck in a snowstorm. In fact, one of the guys, Copyman, went the other way, 
and had to chain up one of her veil and got stuck in a bunch of nonsense. Uh, it's just a nightmare. You know, and I think he said he had hazmat, when, hazardous materials. If you have placarded hazardous materials, uh, depending on what it is, it's over a certain weight. You have to go around the Eisenhower Tunnel on I-70 near Vail. And he did, and he had to chain up, and it was no fun. Now, if you're driving, the one thing, you know, this, you know, let me see if I can say this to where it makes sense to people. If you have the placard hazmat, you know, let's say dangerous inhalation or dangerous wet or something like that. Well, there's different classes of that. I'm not going to go too all into that because it's, you know, I'll lose people and it'll just get confusing and boring. But if you have class one, class one hazmat is like dangerous inhalation, uh, radioactives, some explosives, things like that. Class one are the baddies of the bad. You cannot go through the tunnel, even if um, the Eisenhower Tunnel is blocked up, or the Eisen or Loveland Pass is, is blocked up. There's a wreck on Loveland. You can go through the tunnel about every hour or so, and they'll escort the hazardous materials through the tunnel. It's either half hour or every hour. I haven't done it in quite a while. So what they'll do is, if you have Class 1, you're not going through the tunnel no matter what. You know, so you might as well just turn around. Best thing to do is, if you can, just avoid that area. It's not worth going to. It can be just a nightmare. So I try to stay on 70. And it's really tiring, you know. You're up there, it's snowing, you're sliding all over the place. It takes a lot of work. Uh, you're going up and down these hills, you're burning a lot of fuel. Uh, 500 miles, you're exhausted. It really doesn't take that much. It's quite shocking how how little... You know, it takes to, to really wear you out up there. You know, there's not a lot of places to stop up there, too. You know, along the I-70 corridor through Colorado. Uh, the, there's a few rest areas here and there, but, the, you know, they're hard to park at. There's not a lot of parking. Not a lot of facilities. You go down 40, there's a lot of places to stop. Uh, there's one rest area. I oh, gosh, what's the name of the town? Um, uh, Eagle by Eagle. And, you know, the, the rest area and the par truck parking is quite a ways apart, maybe like uh, a quarter of a mile or something. So I, I walk all the way up to the restroom. I had to go use the restroom. I parked the truck, walked in the restroom. This is at night because I drive mostly nights. And I get up to the building and the building says, caution, wild bears in uh, seen in the local area. Be careful. And I'm thinking to myself, I just walked across this pitch black field to get to this building and you just, now you're warning me about the wild bears what would I have done if there was a wild bear I would honestly have no idea what to do other than be scared you know and maybe try to run I guess which is probably useless you know I would not do that it's just it's just so silly one time well I'll just tell you real quick one time I was up in uh, I think it was Montana you know, and I was going to the, I went to the restroom. I walked in the restroom and there was a big, huge padlock on the inside of the door. You know, the kind you use on your gate at the restroom. And I thought, well, that's kind of weird. Why would they have that there? That's a strange latch for the entire bathroom. So, you know, not thinking anything of it. Hmm. Not thinking anything of it. I looked up and I'm like, uh, wow, that's kind of crazy. What's going on? I didn't, you know, I just went and used the restroom, stepped outside the door. There's a bear sitting between me and the truck, just sitting there. 
I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Are you serious? There's a bear between me and the truck. What the hell am I going to do? Well, obviously, I figured out what the latch was for. I jumped back in the restroom, and I latched the door, and I kept peeking out the door. There was no windows there. And then, you know, after a couple hours of this, there's I mean, what am I going to do? There's a bear between me and the truck. I can't get to the truck. Well, I looked out the door, and finally, I looked out, and there's no bear. And I'm like, oh, this is great. And then I'm like, wait a minute, where did he go? Where did the bear go? Oh, now I'm really scared because I got to try to figure out how to get to the truck because this bear is in the way. So I boogied over to where the, the truck was, jumped in, slammed the door, hopped in. My co-driver Andy, he's like, hey, where you been, man? I go, dude, there was a bear between the, the truck and, and the, you know, between the restroom and the truck. He's like, yeah, whatever. I'm like, no, I'm serious. It was a real bear. I had never seen a real bear, you know, outside of the zoo before. So I thought that was kind of funny. And uh, it makes for a great story. But, you know, like I said, 25 years of driving, stuff like this is going to happen. But I must admit, I was a little scared. It was, uh, it was different. You know, it was, it was pretty scary. So anyway, we went down. Got out of the weather pretty quick. Ran down 40, got to uh, California. Picked up the load fairly quick. Made some great time back. Made it up to Chicago. Boom. Freight isn't ready. Had to sit there for five and a half hours. Now, don't get me wrong. We're getting paid for all this, but still it was like, uh, driver got to drive. I don't want to roll. I don't want to sit there. I want to roll. I want to get this over with. I want to go home. Because I still got to go to Denver. So we waited there five and a half hours. Uh, you know, went to, to Denver finally after five and a half hours. I was getting kind of, you know, uh, it was very frustrating. So I sleep better when the truck's rolling. I know that sounds crazy, but I've been doing sleeper trucks for 25 years. I'm used to the truck rolling. If the truck isn't rolling, it means there's something wrong. And we weren't rolling. So finally got going. Made it to Denver. Denver got no freight. Except they got two loads going to Omaha, nothing to Chicago. So we take it to Omaha, you know, no big deal. I get to Omaha and they say, oh, we got no freight for Chicago. But this is a big one, but we got some freight for uh, Menards. And I'm like, well, all right, I, I guess I got to take it, whatever. I'm a team driver. I just go from terminal to terminal. I don't mess with the customers. I've, I've been to a customer in like 18, 19 years. So I'm like, well, I, I all right, tell me what to do. You know, just tell me like I'm a new guy because I haven't done this in you know, 18, 19 years, what you're asking me to do. So they told me what to do. I drove to Menard. It's only like 40 miles away. Dropped off uh, two trailers. Had to back them up. I haven't done that in a long time, probably 10, 15 years. No, probably about 10 years. So I had two trailers, two 20-foot pups. I had to break down the set and then the dolly that was underneath. So I dropped the rear trailer, pulled forward, dropped the dolly, pulled forward. Then I set my flashlight on the dolly because his yard was really dark. I didn't want any of their spotters running into my dolly. Dolly's the thing that connects the two trailers. And then I put uh, both trailers, you know, backed them up, got them in. I was pretty happy about that because I hadn't done that in a long time. I was like, ooh, this will be interesting. You know, still got the skill. The shorter trailers are actually harder to back up than the longer trailers. 
the longer trailers are a lot easier because you can see the arch and you it's just easier you know they're slower to react uh, smaller ones are fast to react but anyway so i got both in and i backed up to the dolly hooked up to that with the truck there's a little hook in the back of the truck pulled over to their yard now i gotta go look for an empty yeah this is a pain this is where I gotta, you know, I gotta look. So every trailer I looked into had three or four boxes or a pallet. I finally found two trailers that were empties. Now I kept the same dolly, so I wasn't worried about that. So I hooked up the set, which I hadn't done in years. And by the time I got out of there, it was two hours. It took me two hours to do all that. Luckily, the weather was nice. It was pitch black. Now, when I used to do triples, I haven't done triples in a long time. I, I am a triples qualified driver, and I have, oh, gosh, thousands of miles with triples going across the Rockies, going from Salt Lake City to, Sacra or, uh, to Reno. You know, a lot of triples time, but I've done triples in a long time. That's three trailers. You're 105 feet long when you do that. Probably haven't done it in close to 10 years. Don't miss it because it's... You know, the, you go really slow with that because you're hauling so much weight. But anyway, when I would hook up a set of triples, depending on, you know, if it's a lead box, you can do it pretty quick because you just drop your set, put a dolly in front of it, back up the lead trailer, boom, you're done. Uh, some people can back up the dollies, drive the dollies back. I'm not real good at that. I, I don't really have a lot of practice. Or if you get a rear box, yeah, you can put it back there and then slide to set back and hook up. If you got a middle box, then you got to break the whole thing down and do it all over again. Generally, for you know, for sleeper guy, it doesn't do it all the time. We're looking at to do a set of troubles forty five minutes to an hour. So I was thinking, wow, I'm really out of it. You know, and I think if I had been to this place more often, I probably could have did less than two hours a lot faster at the Menards. But I had to drop the set. I'd never been there before. I had to go find the trailers. So two hours, I look back on it now, and it seems like that's okay. But in the moment, I was like, you got to be kidding me. This is taking forever. But it wasn't too bad. So anyway, hook up two empties because that's all I had. Drove the empties to Chicago. Nice weather, not too bad. Got home yesterday morning, which would have been February 11th, a Wednesday or Tuesday. Yeah, about 10, 10-ish. Was home by noon, not too bad. Got to leave out tomorrow, the 13th. So, wasn't too bad. It could have been a lot better. I would have preferred to have gotten in before rush hour traffic in Chicago. Because remember, I got to go to Chicago to Milwaukee. So, yeah, it was one of those weeks. Started off really strong, ended kind of weak. Would have been better if there was no waiting in Chicago and they would have had freight in Denver straight to Chicago. I would have liked that. Of course, you know, a lot of times they'll send us to St. Paul, you know, from, from Denver, and then, then from St. Paul back to Milwaukee. That's not too bad. You know, you're making a little more money, and, you know, it's a nice little trip. But, uh, I don't know, it's just, ooh, I did an enema. Ooh, I gotta watch that. So it was a nice little week, you know. It was uh, stress-free. We hauled good. Uh, I got the... Uh, uh, DJI Mavic Mini, I'm bringing that with me on the road because this is the update portion. And, uh, you know, and, and, um, and, um, oh, I got to work on that. So, anyway, I got the Mavic Mini. We get out there. We're going to have some uh, breakdown time, maybe get a flat tire. I got that. 
and uh, we'll fly around and check out the local area. Hopefully we won't have any flat tires. I haven't had any in quite a while. It seems to work that way. Sometimes you won't have a flat tire for a long time, and then sometimes you'll have two or three in a month. Just the way it goes. Luckily, I haven't had too many issues. Never had a steer tire. Been in the sleeper when a steer tire blew. And it got thrown around pretty good. That was uncomfortable. But I've been pretty lucky. So, and then uh, Big John, co-driver friend, I uh, used to drive with John. His new partner is fairly new, lost his steer tire. And he'd been driving less than six months. 25 years, never lost one. New guy loses one right away. That'll tighten your shorts up, losing a steer. Can get pretty violent. At least it was when I was in a sleeper that one time. So it's just a, it's just random. You never know what's gonna happen. You know, so that's the way it goes. Now the podcast, we're still gonna do news on Thursdays. I try to find things that I think are interesting. Uh, I think I'm gonna add a few people from different countries to share their news because they know what's more important in their area than I do. Uh, Marco is a friend of mine from Australia. Uh, sadly, he has a much nicer voice than I do. You guys all love his voice. He's going to start doing something for me once in a while. Looking for somebody from Canada. Anybody else wants to get in on it? You got news to report. Just dial the number Kingfish, you know, 414-666-1926. That's 414-666-1926. And uh, leave your tips. You know, maybe I'll just, you know, instead of just repeating what you say, I'll just put it right in the show. You know, why not? It'll be fun. Yeah, it's for Matt's. Matt's is a mid-American truck show. We're still looking at going to that. I called up Matt's. They said they're going to start giving out the press passes at the end of March. It's going to be a blast. I can't wait to go. I got my crew, and it's they're ready. You know, the, of course, keep in mind, none of us are professional broadcasters. We're just out here to have fun, and we're having a good time. And we're making this up as we go along, basically. But we're really looking forward to it. It, it sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. And we're going to see the latest and the greatest. And it's going to be three days. It's going to take three days to go through the whole place. It's over a million square feet of showroom space. And there's probably going to be 75 to 80,000 people there going through the, you know, going through there. Hopefully we can get in early because otherwise it'll be difficult. It'd be really cool to be able to fly the drone around the newer vehicles. And I don't think that's going to happen, but. You know, we'll get some audio, maybe we'll get some video, we'll put some stuff on the YouTube channel. That's uh, Trucking with Kingfish YouTube channel. Don't really do, do a lot there. We just put up some stuff once in a while. It seems to be the best because we, we put up video here in the podcast. And then there's a lot of podcast players that won't play it. And so it looks like a broken link to them. So I think it's just best if we, you know, just uh, just do the video on YouTube. It'll be a lot easier. Certainly saving a lot of bandwidth. Now this year, speaking of, let's talk about the weather. I was looking at WeatherBug earlier. WeatherBug's an app I use quite a bit for the weather. I use Dark Skies, use quite a few others, but I'll make a list of these things one of these days and put them out there. But anyway, WeatherBug says that, uh, you know, there's going to be some snow and ice unveiled, so we're probably going to go the southern route again this week and then probably back. Looks like... Wyoming is going to get pounded again. And it looks like today and tomorrow, maybe some snow, which will be the 12th of February, and then it's going to be high winds. So here's the thing. 
And, you know, I have arguments with dispatchers about this all the time. Nothing. Oh, it's not snowing in Wyoming right now. And it's like, well, yeah, I, okay, I, I acknowledge that. But what you guys don't realize is that it's not the snow today that's the problem. It's the snow from two days ago or three days ago or whatever. The wind will cut across there. It'll take the snow. It'll blow it all over the place. And it'll be just like you're in a snowstorm. It might even be, it actually be worse. You could literally be going across Wyoming, South Dakota, Nebraska, any place that's like that. You can't see 10 feet in front of the truck. But you can look up and see the stars at night. Yeah. You can see the stars at night. But you can't see 10 feet in front of you. So literally, you can look back in time and look at the stars. And you're looking at light. You know, hundreds of years old sometimes. But you can't. You know, you can't look 10 feet in front of the truck. Because the wind is blowing the ice and snow around so bad. So uh, a lot of places don't understand it. Well, I mean, this year, I don't recall any time in his in my driving history where Wyoming's been shut down this much. I don't know if it's necessarily the state being more proactive about the weather and shutting down before things become a problem, or if it's the weather is actually that much worse. I'm not sure which one it is. I really haven't driven across Wyoming too much this year. So... It's, you know, this winter. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. But you're going across Wyoming. You know, that's what you got to watch out for. you got to watch out for the wind. If they're showing you a lot of wind, then you're looking at Laramie, Rollins. You know, once you get past Cheyenne, you know, and you're going west, it could be a little slick. And a lot of times what will happen is the wind will blow the ice or the snow across the roadway. And a lot of times it'll go from south to north. And so the eastbound lane will be covered with snow and then it'll get warm during the day. That'll melt, it'll turn to ice, and then you'll it'll just it'll be super, super thick, you know, slick. Something you gotta watch out for. You know, it's uh, scary stuff. It can be really scary. So when you get in, out in that area, just be careful. You know, you're you know, take your time, take your you know, the cruise control off. Make sure you got your sunglasses because you're in a you know this super bright area. The snow will blind you. It's crazy, you know. It's just it's just amazing. Uh, you know the sun comes up, melts a lot of that stuff off, but don't count on it. You know, just don't count on it. We we still need to do a winter episode, something to talk about. I talk about winter once in a while, but you know not too much. You know, and like I said before, when you see like tow trucks, wreckers. Uh, the cops, places like that, anywhere actually, pull over, get in the next lane, give them some room. You hit some ice and then you hit a cop or a tow truck, you're going to have a bad day. So we're a strong believer in uh, if there's anything on the shoulder, get over. You can't hit them if you're a lane away. You know, and you never know. It doesn't take much. Somebody's working, they trip and fall in front of you. Oh, please get over. Just get over. Trust me, you'll be doing yourself a favor. You know, these guys do a dangerous job out there. But anyway, that's that's Wyoming. Nebraska, Nebraska can get hit pretty hard. But the thing is with Nebraska, it's flat for the most part. And if you're in a flat area, it's not a big deal. You know, you may slide around a little bit. But at least you can, you know, you're not going to go creening down a hill or... 
You know, just keep your distance. Now, Iowa, Iowa's a strange place. They put out a, a weather emergency and they don't start towing the vehicles off the road until they just shove them into the medium until the, the, the storm has been lifted. So the thing is with that, you may be going across Iowa and you'll see hundreds of cars and trucks in the ditch. And that can be a little daunting, imitate, intimidating. I don't know. Just kind of surreal. I guess maybe surreal is a better way to say it. You know, it can be kind of surreal because you're going across there and it's just like, what the heck? I don't know. So anyway, that's all I got for today. Gonna get it ready. Gonna pack my bags, get ready to leave out. It's supposed to be snowing tonight when I leave. Uh, so I gotta leave early. I always leave early so I can beat the rush hour Chicago traffic. Seems to be the best. Gotta deliver that freight. Hey, you know what? There's the thing. When you're a driver, most of the time I do LTL, so I really don't pay too much attention what's in the back of that. You know, what's in the trailer unless it's hazardous materials, but you have something that somebody needs or wants. It may be life-changing for them. Maybe it's medical supplies. Maybe it's some entrepreneur with a new idea that he's starting a new business and he needs whatever this thing is. Maybe it's a kid and he's got a new go-kart or, or an erector set for who knows. You know, uh, what it comes down to is that they can't do what they need to do until you bring what you got. Maybe you're, man, you're, you're bringing something to a, a production facility and you have the one part they need to get the place running again or you have the materials they need. And basically, nobody's going to thank you for delivering this stuff. Nobody's going to say, hey, thanks. You know, you just have to know that you did something important. And you don't know when it'll ever be. Because, you know, everything gets delivered by truck. Medical supplies. Everything. So you're changing lives. You just never will know about it. So you just have to take pride in what you do. Deliver the goods. You go from there. You know, nobody's ever going to thank you. You're a driver. But that's okay. You don't need things. You take satisfaction out of the job you did. You haul your freight and you move on. And you know that you did a good job. And you made it across the country. And you didn't hurt anybody. And nobody got hurt by you. You know, and maybe you helped some people along the way. You know, that's what it's all about. But as a driver, you are changing lives. You are helping people. It's just you'll never know about it. And in some ways, that's kind of cool. You know, who knows how many supplies I took to hospitals or went to hospitals after I dropped them off. They maybe went for surgeries or, or, you know, whatever. You know, who knows what type of stuff I've delivered over the years that have literally changed people's lives in the last 25 years. I couldn't even tell you how many pounds of freight I delivered. It's, it's well into the millions. Well into the millions. But see, to, you take satisfaction out of it, and you know you did a good job. It's a hard job. It's not easy. But that's what you sign up for. And if you're into it, you're into it. And a lot of people aren't. Most new drivers don't last six months. Most of them, the first time they hit ice or snow, they're gone. I don't know why I stuck with it. I've been doing it 25 years. I don't know anybody that's 
got as many sleeper miles as I do. That's two guys in a truck. I don't know anybody, honestly. I'm sure there's somebody out there. Most guys go solo long before they get to this stage. But I live in Milwaukee. So for me, it's the team driving is the best way to go. I work out of Chicago. I don't know. You know, if anybody's got more miles than me in sleeper trucks or just trucks in general, give me a shout out. I'd love to hear it. I've listened to other podcasts, you know, trucking podcasts. And I don't think anybody's got nearly as many miles as I do that does a podcast. At least not in a sleeper truck anyway. Some may come close, but I doubt it. I'm pretty close to 3 million if I haven't gone over yet. So, I don't know. I'll have to look that up one of these days. Anyway, I'm going to get going. This is long-winded and you got things to do. So, travel safe. Stay out of trouble. And get over for the tow trucks. Get over for the cops. And get over for the broken down cars on the side of the road. And hopefully when you're on the side of the road, people will get over for you. All right. Have a great day. Kingfish out. <laughs>